Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Hello, men. Welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, How to Stop Acting Like a Baby. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I help high-achieving men save their marriages. So today, it's going to be kind of a, a unique thing. You know, guys, they come to me a lot of times in difficult situations. Their wife is separated from them. Their wife's filed for divorce. Their wife has been unfaithful, or maybe they've been unfaithful and they feel really awful about it. They don't know how to rebuild trust or make things work. So look, guys, these are major and very difficult life issues. They're traumatic. They're the emotional equivalent of being hit by a bus. Right? That's how I want you to think about this. It's a big deal when these things happen to you emotionally and mentally and spiritually and all of that. So look, here's what you need to understand. It is normal and it's appropriate and it's to be expected that you're going to feel young and needy when these things happen. You're going to sort of be a baby emotionally. (laughs) So this is called regression. It just happens, okay? Look, something terrible happens. You feel hurt. You feel down. You feel sad. You feel anxious. All of that. So just expect it, okay? But here's the thing. High-achieving men, they really almost always do one thing, okay? They respond in one very predictable way to these very difficult emotional situations, I'm going to call it the Trunchbull method. So this is from um, Matilda. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's one of my favorite movies. It's funny. Um, but I want you to just look at how Miss Trunchbull treats kids. And I'll give some examples as we go here. But what men do when they get in these hard emotional situations, like a divorce, like an affair, they just say, okay, we're going to push through it. I just need to get through it. I need to put it in a box and put it away and not deal with it. So they tell themselves things like this. Don't be a baby, right? People have dealt with worse things, right? This shouldn't affect me this much. I'm a grown man. I can't show my wife or anyone how much this hurts. I don't want to look weak or needy. Just be strong. Get through this. Or if they're in my program, they're going to jump immediately into trying to change their thinking and beliefs. They're going to say, oh, these thoughts, they're immature. They're babyish, right? I need to turn them into more mature adult thoughts, which is true. They do need to do that. But the problem is they're bullying themselves into it. <laughs> okay. So this is what I call the trunchbull method. And so in, a, in an early scene in the movie, uh, she's the principal of the school and Matilda is the main character. She goes to this new school and Miss Trunchbull's walking around and she sees all these little kids and she's just, just like making all these really rude comments to them, you know. Uh, but uh, to one of the kids, she goes, you need to grow up quicker, which the kid can't do, right? But this is what, this is the trunchbull method. Grow up quicker. Get through this faster, okay? Do something that is not natural and can't really be done, but try to bully yourself and force yourself and beat yourself into it. This is what a lot of us have heard as guys growing up right? Just push through it. Yeah, it hurts, but no pain, no gain, right? All of this kind of mentality. There's minimal patience and there's minimal care for yourself. 
You just kind of try to beat yourself into getting through it. So what I want you to ask yourself is, would you treat a child this way? Okay. So if your child had been, you know, something really hard happened at school, right? You know, and they were crying. You know, maybe not even that because you might still take this approach because we've been taught this so many times. You might go to your kid and say, hey, just get through it. Buck up, right? Tough it out. But that creates like more of the same issue over again. So let's say that your kid got physically hurt, right? They fell down in the street, something like that. They're all scraped up. Okay, they're crying. And we're talking like a a four-year-old here, three-year-old. Okay, how would you approach that kid, right? You probably give him a hug. You probably let him cry for a little bit. Say, hey, it's okay. You'd probably, you know, put a Band-Aid on them. Maybe you kiss their, where they're hurting, right? So you do these things to take care of your kid. And now what happens when you do that? You know, you hold the kid for a little bit, they cry, they feel better, and then they go off and play, right? So they kind of get through that because you have treated them with patience and care, okay? What you wouldn't probably do is if your kid falls down, this three or four-year-old, you probably wouldn't go, well, deal with it, right? It hurts, pain Pain is life, kid, you know, buck up, toughen up, right? Now when kids get older, we tend to do this to them, especially boys, but with a young kid, you probably wouldn't do that. Like your daughter, let's say, probably really wouldn't do that to your daughter. Um, but again, some of us still might. But the problem with all this is it's just... It just doesn't work. And here's why it doesn't work. When we don't allow and take care of our emotions, they tend to come out in other ways. Okay. We're like, just deal with it. Just deal with it. Okay. So anger directed at your wife, for example, might be directed at other directions. You might get mad at your kids all the time. You might get mad at yourself. You might get mad at your employees, right? This is known as displacement. The way that I, the way I kind of picture this is in my mind is like, you know, you're mad at your brother, let's say. And as you throw that punch at your brother, you kind of turn that punch and then punch like the wall instead. Okay. That's displacement. And you're mad at one person, but you hit somebody else. Okay. So that's one way. If we don't take care of those emotions, that's how they come out. Another way that we do this is we act hurt. We kind of get pouty. We kind of get sad and we hope that our wife or somebody else takes notice of it. Okay. Again, this might come out, so we might, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong, right? But even when we do that, we kind of know people are going to pick up that something is wrong and, you know, maybe try to help us, even though we usually don't let them. Okay. So these situations, you know, divorce, you're um, separated, affairs, um, even if there just hasn't been sex for a long time in your marriage, you're in a high stress situation and that leads to high cortisol in your body. Now, the way that we bring cortisol down is through dopamine, okay? Dopamine is chemical that feels good. It also helps lower stress. So some things that increase dopamine are things like risk-taking behaviors, okay? So you go drive your car really fast with your headlights off or you get, uh, you know, involved in dangerous, uh, like, financial things. You start taking risks with uh, with investments and things like that. Some people will turn to alcohol or drugs or sex, pornography or sex with other people or shopping. Some guys, especially high achieving guys, they've got a lot of money. They'll go buy something because it does. It feels good and it does lower your stress for a little bit. So again, guys, when, so you're, you're saying, oh, deal with it, buck up. I can deal with this, right? I'm a man. I don't have to feel. But then you go out and you do all this crazy stuff because you're not 
taking care of those emotions. You're not taking care of that young you, that little kid. So guys, again, this sounds weird, but just trust me on it. When you're hurt like this, think of yourself like that little kid that just needs love and care and attention. Because if you don't, that kid starts acting up. Okay. That's what these, all these behaviors are. That kid's acting up because he wants to be taken care of. Okay. So again, these high stress, these like risk taking, alcohol, drug, sex, shopping, right? They do lower stress for a little bit, but again, they don't address the core issue. You're not taking care of that hurt younger self. You're acting like a punk kid that acts this way because he needs attention, right? So here's the thing to remember. You're going to act like a baby until you take care of that baby. Okay. So you probably thought this episode was going to be about when I say stop acting like a baby, it's like just buck up and deal with it. But actually it's the opposite. You are going to keep acting like a baby until you take care of that baby, that younger self. Okay. These behaviors that are cry for help, they're hoping that somebody's going to help you out emotionally, right? This risk-taking, alcohol, drug, sex, like all of that, right? People will sometimes say, oh, that's cry for help. People will you know, in extreme situations, like hurt themselves, right? Cry for help, meaning I need someone to take care of me. Okay. So here's the, here's the problem. If you won't take care of yourself emotionally and mentally and spiritually, right? And physically, when something hard happens to you, you can't trust yourself to take care of yourself emotionally. What that means is you're going to be more reliant on other people to take care of you emotionally. So hear that very clearly. If you don't take care of yourself emotionally when you're hurt, you're going to become more reliant on other people. Okay, this is why it doesn't work. So again, coming back to this idea of a young kid that got injured, you know, he fell in the street. Okay. Are you going to recommend to that kid, hey, listen, I know you're hurt, but like go, you know, or that kid pushed you down, right? Uh, Go punch your brother instead of your kid. Okay. You're not going to tell a kid that. Or you're not going to say, hey, you know what? you know what helps me is if I do something really dangerous. So why don't you go like ride your bike in a freeway? Okay. You know, (laughs) that's, then you're not going to feel so stressed out. Right. Or why don't you go drink? Why don't you go have sex with somebody? Why don't you go do drugs? Right. Why don't you go spend a bunch of money you don't have? Right. Okay. You're not going to tell a kid to do any of that. Okay. You're going to hold them. You're going to let them feel however they need to feel. Tell them it's okay. Tell them they're going to get through it and it's hard and it hurts, but you're going to feel better. Okay. That's what you're going to do. So with that, I'm going to call is the Miss Honey Method. So again, coming back to the show, Matilda, please go watch it. It's awesome. It's a great show. Watch it with your family, but just watch how Miss Trunchbull handles and talks to kids versus how Miss Honey does. So again, when you're been emotionally wounded, like you have been, uh, you know, your wife separated, your wife's divorcing you, your wife had an affair, or you had an affair, right? All this stuff, your wife's not having sex with you and you were hoping for that. You are young and needy in that moment and it's fine, okay? Just understand it happens to everybody. You are a baby in that moment, okay? So how to stop acting like a baby? First, you have to recognize, okay, I'm sort of like a baby right now and it's okay, right? It's normal. When something bad happens, we kind of regress. We go back to that baby-ish, needy phase, okay? And you can either take care of it yourself or try to shut it all down and then start acting crazy so you try to get other people to take care of you, okay? Or get whiny and needy, okay? Instead, you learn how to take care of yourself. So, you know, we talk a lot about strength here and how 
Strength is more attractive and neediness is not as attractive. But listen, we do feel young and needy after traumatic events. It just happens. Don't pretend it doesn't. Don't say I shouldn't feel like it, right? Just understand I am in a more needy, babyish state and it's fine, okay? I got hit by an emotional bus (laughs) and now I'm in the hospital. And instead of telling myself, hey, get up and walk, like your leg's broken, but deal with it. No, you sit there, you get it casted and you take care of it, okay? So we understand yelling at ourselves to grow up quicker, it doesn't help long-term, right? Stop being a baby and grow up does not help. Instead, what we need to do is the Miss Honey method, okay? We need to be kind, loving, and patient to ourselves like we would with a young, hurt child, okay? So look, when we do this, we can trust ourselves to take care of ourselves, okay? And that allows us to mature in a natural and healthy way, okay? It's like when you get hurt, when you just take that time and you hold your kid for a little bit, then they just go out and play again. But if you get there and yell at them, oh, don't cry, don't be a baby, right? They get more upset. Okay, same thing happens with you. When you treat yourself in that grow up quicker, deal with it way, okay, you don't trust yourself to take care of yourself. So you're still hurting, like freaked out and then trying to look for somebody that will help you, okay? Makes you more reliant again. So when you come to yourself and you say, look, I know you're hurt right now. It's okay, like I've got you. We're gonna get through this, okay? It lets you, mature. It lets you grow, go from baby into adult again, actually faster when you pay attention to it and take care of it versus trying to pretend it doesn't exist or push it away. Okay. Again, reason being, we can start trusting ourselves to take care of ourselves. Okay. And then again, we become less reliant on other people caring for us because if we don't do it, we're going to look for someone else to take care of us emotionally and mentally and spiritually and all that when we get hurt like this. Because look, it is an injury, guys. It hurts bad when these things happen. When your marriage is falling apart, that's huge. Emotional bus. Emotionally hit by a bus, okay? You got to take care of yourself. So how do we do this? How do we, in practice, treat ourselves like a kid? You know, talk to ourselves in that good way. So first is self-talk. So again, picturing yourself as that young, hurt child. Talk to yourself in that Miss Honey way right? So instead of saying, hey kid, stupid to feel that way. Instead, you're going to say something like, look, it's normal to feel sad and angry and scared right now. What happened? It's a big deal. Just notice how different that feels, right? One is minimizing, belittling. It's going to make that kid freak out. One is understanding, compassionate, caring. It's going to make that kid settle down and then be able to move forward much faster, okay? Instead of saying real men don't cry, say it's okay to cry. That's normal, right? If you're a Christian, Jesus cried several times throughout the Bible, right? It's normal. It's fine. It's part of life. Instead of man up and get back to work, try, hey, it's fine to take a break. I just get hit by that emotional bus. I'm going to take a couple days off work, right? Instead of just like throwing yourself into it. In other words, talk to yourself like you would that young, hurt child. Just be kind, be patient. So if you can, you know, think about a caring person in your life, you know, talk to yourself like that person would to you. Maybe you had a great mom or a great dad, you know, talk to yourself like they would to you. Okay. Maybe you had a great teacher, right? Okay. If you didn't really have a good 
role model. I'm sorry. That makes this even harder, right? Um, but watch this movie again, Matilda. <laughs> look it up. Um, and, uh, you know, talk to yourself like Miss Honeywood. Look at how she approaches. She's just a loving, kind person. Be that way to yourself, okay? Again, it seems weird, but this is how you learn to trust yourself to take care of yourself instead of relying on others to do it. Remember, it's fine to feel young. It's fine to feel like a baby. It's fine to feel sad and want to cry and feel anxious. But the more you say, don't feel like that, the worse it's going to get. It's going to come out in all these crazy ways until someone takes care of it or until you destroy your life and your marriage and everything. Okay. But when you can just say, yeah, it's okay. You know, sit that kid on your lap, give him a hug, let him cry until they feel okay. And then go forward. Okay. Again, this is all the self-talk part. It's fine to feel that way. Again, if you can approach it this way too, it's going to do wonders for how you approach your own kids and others. You say, Hey, look, it's okay. You know, picture just having them with you, giving them a hug, letting them feel what they need to feel. And from there kind of going forward. So again, here's the danger. If you do not do this, that young child starts acting up more. Okay. Until you take care of it or someone else takes care of you. So be kind to yourself, be patient, understand this is hard. Okay. So that's self-talk, talking to yourself in a good way. The second part is self-care, right? So now you know, it's okay to feel young and needy. And, you know, you know that you should take care of those young and needy feelings kindly instead of trying to beat them away, right? Don't feel like that, you wuss, right? Not doing that, say, hey, yeah, that was hard, man. That's super hard. I'm here for you. I've got you. You know, we're going to get through this, okay? So along with the self-talk is self-care, doing some nice things to take care of yourself. So for your body, you know, that might be exercising, eating good food, Okay. Not only healthy food, right? Although, so you gotta be, you gotta be a little bit careful with, with like treats because that can be just that dopamine way of just kind of shoving it away instead of letting yourself feel it and deal with those hard emotions. Okay. First you let yourself feel it. You say, it's okay. You let yourself, you know, you sit yourself on your lap, right. And hold yourself and let yourself cry. Right. You do all that. Um, and then you go out and you play again, right? And then you get, then you start moving forward. So you go exercise, you eat some, uh, maybe a, a small treat, but you don't like go straight to that as a way to like, not let yourself feel right. Oh, don't feel the way. Don't feel that way. And then you're eating like a gallon of ice cream. Okay. That's the same thing where you're not caring for yourself. It's more of a immature cry for help to yourself. Got it. But yeah, you might go have a little treat. Hey, you know what? Overall, I'm taking care of myself and I just really want to have this treat that I like. You know, that's a way to take care of yourself after you've let yourself feel these hard feelings. You'll play, right? Go play a sport, go play a game, go play chess, right? Play, do stuff that's fun for you, okay? Get good sleep, right? All of these are ways you can just practice caring for yourself like a baby, right? A baby needs exercise. They need good food. They need to play. They need enough sleep. Do the same thing for yourself, for your mind, right? Good TV, good movies, good music, good books, right? Again, you don't need to be reading like a self-help book right after, but you might, right? You have to first care for yourself, right? Let yourself settle, let yourself cry until that crying kind of decreases. Now you go out 
you play, you have fun, you read a movie. Maybe now you can get into a self-help book and start looking at, or do, if you're in the program, do one of the state fair models so that you can find new thoughts that are going to be more helpful for you. But let yourself settle first, right? Picture that kid, they come to you crying. You don't tell them to shut up and stop crying, right? You hold them until they naturally on their own stop crying. Same thing for yourself, okay? Now, some people fear that, they, that it'll never end, right? That they'll just keep crying and crying and crying and it'll never stop. But look, it does end. And you won't know until you try it, so just try it, okay? So with your heart, okay, time out with good friends, with family, doing coaching or therapy is a form of self-care, asking for help from others. Again, this is a mature way instead of an, this indirect cries from help. You're doing all this crazy stuff and people are like, dude, what's wrong with you? You look like a mess. Okay. Instead of being like, no, I'm going through some hard stuff and yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate some help, you know, I'd appreciate, you know, just someone to listen to me for a little bit, right? That's mature. That's again, you know, caring for that baby in a good way. Okay. With spirit, spiritually, it might be prayer, scriptures, spending time out in nature. Okay. Those are all good ways to do self-care. And I was just talking with somebody today who's like, oh yeah, I, you know, I should be doing that more. I should be doing that more. It's not that, right? Like when a kid comes to you crying, you don't say, well, you know, you shouldn't have been doing all this, right? You can say that. You shouldn't have been in the street. You shouldn't have been running so fast. Some people do jump straight to that, but again, it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't really help the situation. You come, you hold them for a little bit. Okay, then you can go out. But, you know, this idea of like, oh, I should be praying more. I should be reading my scriptures more. It's just another way of kind of beating yourself up, doing the trench bowl method to beat yourself up. You need to be doing the Miss Honey method, caring for yourself, showing patience and love and concern, okay? So it's like saying prayers, not just because, oh yeah, I should probably be doing that, but because it fills me up. It helps me feel good. Or finding scriptures that really light you up or getting out in the type of nature you like to be. Oh, I should probably go on a hike so I can get, get better. Now, where a lot of this comes from is you, you know, thinking that, you know, oh, when I finally am praying enough, then I'll be good enough. Or when I finally am, you know, have all this stuff dialed in, I'm going to be good enough. But again, going back to a few, um, a few of the episodes ago, you know, this idea of I'm good enough as I am, right? There's no magic amount of money or relationship status or whatever, where you're finally going to feel like, yeah, I made it. You think it's there, but it really, it's not. Okay. You need to feel okay with where you are now and then understand, sure, there's room to improve, but I'm okay as I am now. Because if you're just beating yourself up all the time to get to the next level, you're going to keep beating yourself up. Trust me. It does. That's the way it goes. The way you got there is the way you'll be when you get there. If you keep beating yourself up to get there, you're going to keep beating yourself up once you get there. So this practice is more caring for yourself, right? And then saying, okay, yeah, do I want to maybe improve my relationship with God? Sure. Why? Not because finally when I improve that relationship, I'm going to be good enough, but because I want that for myself. I want that for the people around me because I care about myself. I want to you know, have that good relationship. Okay. So again, treat yourself as you would a young, hurt child. And once that child is taken care of, then you move into looking at your thoughts, adjusting them, you know, doing these other things, but not until you stop crying, right? You don't, you know, you just have to take care of yourself, let yourself feel that and talk to yourself in a kind way until you calm down naturally and then grows up naturally. 
So when people are like, oh, I, I grew up fast, what it basically means is they didn't get really taken care of and didn't learn how to do that. Okay, so they grow up fast and then they have all these weird emotional problems <laughs> because of it. Right? That's not what we're trying to do here. What we're trying to do is grow up, give ourselves that kind, loving environment, even if we didn't have it ourselves. We're trying to give that to ourselves now, to that, to our younger selves. Okay, grow up naturally. So now, look, here's what you teach yourself. You're like, hey, now I know when I'm hurt emotionally, when I feel young and vulnerable emotionally, I can trust myself to be kind, to be loving, to be caring. Okay. And that feels great. And because you can trust yourself to do that, you become much less reliant on other people to care for you emotionally. All right, guys. So in summary, when you go through emotional trauma, you are emotionally young and needy. Okay. You are a baby. So how do you stop acting like a baby? First, you recognize you are a baby. Okay. That's first step. And then you have two options. So number one, number one is the trunchbull method. Beat it out of yourself. Be mean. Tell yourself not to feel like that. Or the Miss Honey method. Hey, it's okay. Let me be with you while you feel sad like this and help you heal. Okay. And be patient and loving. So again, you can either tell yourself trunchbull method, tell yourself, get over it. Try to fix your thoughts immediately. Problem is it does not work. It's like trying to tell that kid to grow up quicker. It just does not work. Leads to self-destructive and needy behaviors to try to signal for other people to take care of you. Okay, you're gonna keep acting like a baby until you take care of that baby, right? So when you do this, when you beat yourself up, you lose trust in your ability to care for yourself and that makes you more reliant on other people like your wife to care for you emotionally. So the way that you do this again, you talk to yourself kindly, you do kind, loving, patient, self-talk, give yourself time to feel bad and sad and anxious and all of that, okay? And then practicing self-care for body, mind, heart, and spirit. When you do that, it gives you confidence in your ability to care for yourself. And when you have that confidence, you become less reliant on other people to care for you emotionally, okay? Which makes you stronger and more attractive. Again, guys, you are going to act like a baby until you take care of that baby. So take care of it kindly, lovingly, patiently, like the kind of dad that you want to be, the kind of dad you would want to have, right? All right, man. So to learn how to do this and more, okay, to learn how to take care of yourself, to get through these difficult situations, build up your strength, your ability to communicate well, your ability to have fun, passion, intimacy, again, your marriage, come join us in the strongman system. We'd love to have you in there. Come to MikeFraserMD.com. We'll coach you through it. You're going to get, um, you know, the, uh, the program for 30 days. You're going to have my support. Okay. As an option to work with you in a coaching setting and also send in questions. And I love doing it. I love helping you guys. And I love to see you in the program. So visit MikeFraserMD.com. Click on work with me and sign up for the strongman system. And I will see you there. Stay strong, men. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.